Welcome to our Catechism class. It's a weekly look at the Heidelberg Catechism to help you learn Christian doctrine with a warm and practical application. Each lesson has its own study guide, and the web link to find that guide can be found in the episode notes. Okay, let's start the lesson. So in this lesson, we're going to ask a question, why do we need to pray? Lord's Day 45, the Catechist is still dealing with our grateful response to our salvation. Remember that the Catechism is divided into three sections, guilt, grace and gratitude. And we're on the third section of the Catechism. We're looking at the Christian life, a life of willing obedience to God, aiming to please him, ordering our lives as best we can and with the help of God, according to the law of God. Now, we're not saved by this obedience. It is our thankful response to God's saving work for us in Christ. But there's another response we need to consider. And this is where the Catechism has advice for us. When we enter a relationship with someone, it is natural that we communicate with them. Back in the early 1990s, I needed to drive down to Exeter to attend a publisher's conference. Jeanette was coming with me and she asked if she could bring with us in the car a work colleague and her husband. Of course I agreed. Her friends would be staying with a relative in Devon and Jeanette and me would be remaining in Exeter for the conference. What she didn't explain was that her friend's husband was the really chatty sort. In fact, he never stopped talking. We picked him up at five o'clock in the morning and we drove to Dublin. We went across on a ferry to Wales. We drove down the southwest of England, arriving very late at night. And he talked from the minute he got into my car to the minute he got out. Five days later, we did the return journey and we did a repeat performance. That time we came back through Stranraer, and by the time we had reached Carlisle, my nerves were totally frayed. I could take no more, and I think I actually just rudely told him to shut up and give me peace. Very rude, very inconsiderate. But not everyone can talk as much as others, and I suspect the same applies to prayer. As Christians, though, we will want to communicate with the one who created us and who saved us, regardless of how verbal or how communicative we are usually. Those of us who are by nature somewhat non-verbal may find prayer a little more challenging than those who communicate very easily. Still, prayer is a natural reaction to our salvation. If we really appreciate what the Lord has done for us, then we will want to tell him so, and we will want to express that in words. And the Catechist is going to help us. Is going to challenge us with three questions. Why should we pray? How does God want us to pray? And what should we pray about? And in this lesson, we're just going to deal with the first of those issues. Why does God want us to pray? And we find that in question 116. The Catechist asks, Why is prayer necessary for Christians? His answer is this. Because prayer is the most important part of the thankfulness which God requires of us. Moreover, 
God will give his grace and the Holy Spirit only to those who constantly and with heartfelt longing ask him for these gifts and thank him for them. So why do we need to pray? Now at first sight it might seem that this is a totally unnecessary question. Of course Christians should pray. After all, we know that we're to bring our troubles and our needs to the Lord. In Psalm 50 and verse 15, the psalmist says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. But remember that God doesn't actually need our prayers in order to enact his sovereign will. God is sovereign. His plan has been ordained from eternity past, and his plan is being worked out in accordance with his will. So there's nothing that will happen that God has not already foreordained. In fact, so detailed is his plan for this universe, this vast universe, that even the very hairs on our heads are numbered by God. When we pray, we cannot change what God has ordained. So we pray according to his will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we know that God is our Father. And we know that he loves us and wants the best for us. And we don't even need to ask him for that. After all, he sent his Son to be our Saviour long before we could ask him to do that. Paul works this out in Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. He tells us that he who did not spare even his own Son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So why do we need to ask him for those things then? Why do we need to pray? We're going to hear the words of Psalm 116, verse 5 to verse 14. The tune is Eventide.
I like that psalm. In verse 12, the psalmist writes, How can I thank the Lord for all he's done? With gratitude, salvation's cup I raise. I call upon his name and will fulfill my vows to him before his people's face. That's one of the reasons why we should pray. One of the reasons given by the Catechist is because prayer is a mark of our gratitude to God. Psalm 116 says, What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits from me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. In fact, it's the most important part of the thankfulness that we must show for our salvation. The Catechist has spent several chapters dealing with the importance of our obedience. But prayer is even more important than obedience. We need to talk to God. We need to tell him how much he means to us. We need to thank him for his unearned and unmerited favour and love for us. And that's a real privilege for us. Do you know only the true believer can pray in that way and find that those prayers are acceptable to God. A man who had been healed by Jesus in John 9 spoke well when he affirmed in John chapter 9 and verse 31, Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, he hears them. That's because we pray not in our own merits, not pleading any merit or worth of our own, but we pray in Jesus' name. We've been given in our salvation free access to God so that we can thank him for saving our never-dying souls. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So the first reason, according to our instructor, that Christians should pray is because prayer is a mark of our gratitude to God. There's a second reason given, and it's because prayer is God's way of helping us to grow as believers. Prayer is of great benefit to us. God has ordained that through prayer we will grow in grace. The Catechist expresses this by saying, Moreover, God will give his grace and the Holy Spirit only to those who constantly and with heartfelt longing ask him for these gifts and thank him for them. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7, we read these words, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For every one who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Let's think for a moment or two about those two requirements of the Christian life. To grow as believers, we need more grace. Grace is the patient, forgiving love of God. That's why we need to constantly live a repentant life. 
That's why we need to practice self-examination and prayer and bring our sins and our failures and our shortcomings before the Lord and seek his forgiveness every day. Every day we must die to self. Every day we must examine ourselves. Every day we must take up our cross. Every day we must pray, forgive us our trespasses. Not just at conversion, but every day until we reach heaven and are made perfect as Christ is perfect. And to do that, we need prayer. We need to ask the Lord for forgiveness, knowing that in his grace, he will forgive us and bring us closer to the Lord. But also to grow as believers, we need the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit dwells within us, doing a sanctifying work in every true believer. To be sanctified is to be made holy, to be made more separate from the world, to be brought closer to perfection. Not that we're going to attain it, as we saw last time, but just to know that the Lord is bringing us one step closer to himself through the work of his Holy Spirit. According to the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question 35, sanctification is the work of God's free grace, whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and are enabled more and more to die unto sin and live unto righteousness. So the Holy Spirit is doing a sanctifying work within us. And according to the Catechist, that work is done in those who constantly and with heartfelt longing ask the Lord to do that work and thank him when he does it. So there's two reasons given in the Catechism why Christians must pray. Because prayer is a sign of our gratitude to God. And because prayer is how we grow as Christians. Prayer benefits us when we ask the Lord to make us holy. But there is another reason, and the Catechist hasn't mentioned it, but he implies it. It's because prayer always brings glory to God. Let's return to Psalm 50, that text that I quoted for you earlier. Psalm 50 and verse 15. It says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. But it doesn't stop there. It says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Our chief end in life is to glorify God. So we need to include this. For a good example, whenever we sit down and we pray around the table, and we thank God for our food, and we acknowledge that he is the giver. And that he alone provides for us. And that gives the glory for our provisions and for our daily life to God. When we learn the lesson that God always answers our prayers, even if that answer is not what we want or what we ask for or what we expect, then we learn to trust him more. And our thankfulness toward God grows even more. We learn with James in James chapter 1 and verse 17 
that every good and perfect gift is from above, and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And the more we learn that, the more we give glory for everything to God, and become more humble within ourselves. Prayer teaches us to glorify God. Three main reasons why a Christian must pray. Because prayer is a mark of our gratitude to God for saving us. Because prayer is the God-ordained way that Christians will grow and grow closer to him. And because prayer brings glory to God our Father. Three reasons for prayer. Reasons that God himself ordains for us in his word. And we're to pursue these ends with constant asking and with heartfelt longing and with ever-growing thankfulness. In our next lesson, question 117, we'll see how we must pray. The attitude that we will have in prayer before the Lord so that we will please him so that we will be able to express our thankfulness to him and so that we will be able with sincerity and humility to ask him for more grace and more of his Holy Spirit and glorify his holy and blessed name. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.